This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 255, recorded on April 7th, 2016. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in a beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska. And, of course, we post the show with world-class show notes each week out at TheAverageGuy.tv. You can now join us live on our new mobile app, or I should say apps available both both iPhone and Android. If you want to join us live, that's really the best way if you're on the road and you want to get the audio, the easiest way. You don't want to track us down, have to find us somewhere. Just download the app. It's free. Go out to HomeGadgetGeeks.com. There's big buttons there. Just push those. It's really two-click subscribe and you're in business. You don't have to listen to it all the time that way. I know you guys, you're always traveling around the country or maybe even around the world. That's the easiest way to stream us when you are doing that. And, of course, we are part of the Geeks Network. You can find this show and many other great podcasts, including Mike Weaker's Open Mic Night. Mike, I was listening to you just today. You guys were talking, like, top five things you want Apple to change. That was pretty interesting. I wonder so. who influenced that idea in my head. <laughs> I, I wonder who. So yeah. you can catch Open Mic Night as well as uh, a bunch of other great podcasts that are out there. Those are available at thegeeksnetwork.com. All right, you know my love to get small businesses in here or to get new growing businesses in here. And, uh, and you know, for my love for podcasting. So, Mike, I think we got a great shot tonight. We have Mark Moriarty. He comes in from Sound and uh, is currently staying up super late for us. Mark, welcome to Home Gadget Geeks. Jim, Mike, great to be here. Thanks very much for having me and for giving me an excuse to be both up late and having a beer with you. So no, hey, it's it's a cheers, <laughs> cheers, cheers. From, that, from that standpoint. Cheers. Mark, give us a little bit of your background uh, as we get started here. Uh, we know so for for everyone listening, they should just push pause for a second, go out to Awesound, just like it sounds, a w e s o u n d dot com. But give us a little bit of your background, Mark. Let's get to know you a little bit. Sure. Uh, all right. So my name is Mark. I'm from South of Ireland, a small town called Cork. I, small by American standards, it's it's pretty. It's the second biggest city here. Uh, so my background before Allsound was I, I did a bit of software development. I spent some time in the states in, in Boston and in California, up around San Francisco. I got to study in Berkeley, then uh, joined the corporate world in McKinsey in London as management consultant. And for me, podcasting, I came at it more from the listener side actually. So I was I used to travel a lot with with work. Uh, most of my gigs were not in London, so podcasts were my way of kind of staying caught up with things and bringing into adult life what I'd done in, in college in terms of learning online and teaching myself stuff on demand. Um, and one of the things I noticed was just kind of how you hear the same sponsors sponsoring every show and how very often the ads were not relevant to me. Um, and so since I think since really my Berkeley days, I've always been also looking out for startup opportunities and, and you know trying to spot the next big thing, what's the next shift going to be? And it, for me, it just seems inevitable that publishing should be easy to do. If it's that easy to write a blog or that easy to upload a YouTube video, it, it would it was weird to me that something simpler, that's just audio, would take more effort and require more steps and more interactive guides and paid courses and so on. Uh, and it also seemed weird that it should be hard to, to do it profitably, whether that be selling it to listeners or making money from advertising. 
And so all these kind of thoughts buzzing around from a, from a listener side, how would you discover new shows, not be so annoyed by the same irrelevant ads? And from a publisher side, how could you know someone either casually or a radio station who just wants to hit make money, like where's that easy option? There, there is that easy option on YouTube. You kind of upload and there's a, there's a, a box you tick, monetize my video. And the fact that it didn't exist just set me down this path of, of research and hanging out with podcasters and launching a couple of shows of my own. And then ultimately, through a few adventures, All Sound popped out the other side in its current version, which is a basic publishing platform. Upload and get your RSS feed, and it's another channel, uh, plus a bunch of different features on top, which really yeah. depends on, on where you're coming from. How, how long ago did you start it? I mean, when did that process begin, and kind of how long Ooh. did it take to, to become like it's working? So internally, the, the thought started probably around 2012, sharing audio clips. But that was more from a, trying out different apps and interviewing people and so on. All Sound was really incarnated in 2014 as an as a initial place to just publish some audio. And then over the course of 2015 is where we added all those features on top, such as you know transcription, uh, self content to listeners, opt-in to manage you know use all sound to manage your ads a bit better. Because I feel like there shouldn't be uh, there shouldn't be hard decisions to make as a publisher. You should be able to grow your audience and slightly change your show and change how you make money and you know try things out short term without big commitments or big contracts or need to get to this position before you qualify for something. I feel like it, it should be easy to try a lot of in-betweens. So what we're trying to create is, is a sort of a menu. So, you know, like you're doing now, All Sound is just one distribution channel. And if you wanted to make money, that you should be able to use some of the features once off. Maybe you sell your own ads, and then you say, hey, by the way, Mark, like, can you also stick in pre-roll? And then if it's not worth our while, we'll stop. And if it is, maybe we'll also do an out-roll as well or, you know, explore different options here. So most, yeah, most principally, giving uh, me uh, giving me the the publisher a whole bunch of it. new options. Uh, so, you know, kind of what you're referring to, right? Is when you think about the ads, we hear Audible all the time. Those are sure, some of those. Sure. Right? I wasn't going to name particular ones because that's well, no, because, we, we call things out here. Sure, <laughs> sure. But the, the the reason I wouldn't call things out is because I don't want to sound negative because no. the, the the sponsors who do publish that we recognize are the ones we are most grateful to. Yeah. You know, let's call out Apple for not sponsoring, or let's call out, I don't know. Uh, folks, but it's sorry. getting better, right? The industry's yeah. getting better. Now, one of the weird things, my podcast is commercial-free for the most part. Sure. We stay that way. Now, I say that, but, like, you know, we mentioned in the very beginning, we mentioned the app, right, that we built. Well, LastPass yeah. sponsored that app, right? So Got they it. paid for the app. I say the word LastPass uh, sometimes in the beginning, most of the times at the end, right? It's sure. an advertisement from that standpoint. We've... Mm-hmm. We've had other advertisers like um, uh, Mike. Um, it's, it's it's escaping me now. The the uh, the chat client. I can't wait. Oh, Chatwing. Chat. No, the chat client. The one we would use. I would I would turn on before the show. And why am I? Oh, talk.to. Uh, talk. Yeah, talk.to. Another advertiser. But we didn't advertise them in a traditional sense. How are you finding? So for me. Uh, mm-hmm. As a as kind of a commercial free podcaster, how does that work? And then, how are you finding the advertising space now that this is kind of up and running? And podcasting's are it's exploding, right? We're seeing a thousand yeah. to fifteen hundred new podcasts every single week make their way into it's iTunes. Crazy, it's crazy. How are you finding the market? Uh, for so, so, I I feel like you need you need to split the market, um, and 
you can cut it in, in multiple ways. So one way I like to split it is, is broadly speaking, publishers are either doing a small number of shows and quite high touch and quite involved. I would put you in this camp, right? Yeah. Uh, every independent podcaster in this camp and right the way up to bigger outfits like Gimlet and most of the Panoply shows and so on. Basically, everyone who really cares, uh, like they know if they're involved in the editing. They know their audience very, very deeply. And po it's podcasting first. And therefore, there's a whole bunch of like personal and long-term and emotional and brand concerns that you have to start addressing if you talk about advertising. You know, you don't want to just say, oh, that's just technically a money-making thing. Outsource that bit. You, you really want to make sure that the advertisers that you get into your show fit your brand, you know. Like the, the, the thought process that you went through in choosing LastPass or not wasn't just like, oh, what's the price and is there anyone else outbidding? It was, oh, well, that makes sense at all, though. And yeah. Well, and they uh, were good friends. Feel? Yeah. yeah. They've been on the program before, and they, you know, they've come on and been a host or been a guest like you, and you people know them. They, they were repeat, so not just one, you know, like mm -hmm. a turn and burn, but a one, you know, they came on multiple times and have supported us in various ways. So it was a natural fit, right, from, from that standpoint. Yeah. yeah. And then there's, there's kind of a whole separate category of publishers who are becoming podcasters who are maybe radio stations who just churn out hours and hours of content per day. And for them, this is just another channel. And if it can be monetized, what's the simplest way, what's the lowest risk way, and what's the most profitable way? So the simplest is not hire a bunch of people to figure it out and build a podcasting thing. The simplest is just drop it in iTunes. And then hopefully there's a more profitable way than zero. Uh, and also just filling a bit of that gap too. So it's, it's really... That, that's one way I like to split it in terms of publishers. There's really different needs. Okay, and so let's talk a little bit about that. Mike and I are both probably on the smaller side. We, we have about similar audiences. We share uh -huh. uh, some of those same audiences, but it's that high touch. What kind of advice do you give to us? I also podcast with Dave Jackson on Saturday mornings, and I'm going to sure. actually have people come listen to this uh, from that audience. So if you were talking to a group of podcasters who are like mm -hmm. us, Using your platform, what's your recommendation then on how do we use this platform best to to you know get the monetization options going? Sure, sure. So I think that there's two routes in. One is to say I don't have any ads. I, I one of the reasons I don't have ads is maybe I don't I don't like approaching sponsors or my audience up until now hasn't really been big enough that I've bothered, or for whatever reason I don't want to spend much of my week thinking about selling ads and pitching myself. However, if there's an easy like drop-in solution, then I'm, I'm game. In which case, the conversation would sound like, sure, Tim, okay, let me know. Do you want me to go and put ads in all your past episodes or just the next episode? We pick which episodes and which times. So for an hour-long show, it probably makes sense to try putting ads not just at the start, at the end, but at some points in, in the middle. If it's a 20-minute show, you might just say, let's just start with a pre-roll or a pre-roll and one at the end. Uh, so that's one entrance where you say, from the get-go, I don't want to sell the ads. All sound, let's try. How much money can you make? And if it's a lot of money, let's stick it even more ads in. Or if it's not, maybe you, you pull the plug. There's no minimum commitment there. So you guys find the ads. You, I, agree, I agree on some kind of, I want these kind, they can't be this, I want this. Do I get that kind of choice? You can veto any sponsor. You can veto any sponsor. So if you say, you know, we've got a tech show 
and then you hear that we want to put ads for Marlborough and for McDonald's, you might say, hey, I, got, I, I feel like that doesn't represent me, and I, I'd rather you not. In fact, you know, no guns and no... Hey, let's be fair to Marlboro here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Only Marlboro Light ads, we'll say. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so basically what you're doing from the get-go is saying, I would like you all sound to take the lead on finding the sponsors. And and we'll do it not just based on what your show is, but also what you, who your listeners are. And this is really where it gets quite powerful, because if you have a specific show, you know, like about tech gadgets, then it's very easy to think, oh, who sells tech gadgets or writes about, you know, who would be a, a liking to contact my audience. But if you have a more general show, like a news show or a a comedy show, it's very hard to know of your listeners, you know, which which ones are male or which ones are even in America versus abroad. Mm -hmm. And so... Do I have to have your feed to, you, to make you that do. work? Okay, yeah. so for that part, I have to... I have to... So in this case, and let me share my screen really quick so people sure, yeah. know what oh, we're... What we're up against here. You didn't promise them a demo, but they're getting a bit of a demo right now. Oh, oh excellent. Yeah, 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 there yeah. There we go. So we'll talk about this. We'll talk a little bit about this is my page there. Now, I have not taken your RSS feed. And so for anybody listening, that's what we're referring to. So when people subscribe to Home Gadget Geeks, that feed is coming directly from my WordPress site. I follow. And, uh, and it's hitting, you know, most people are subscribing through you, uh, through iTunes or some of those other things. So they're not getting it that way. I, you would, I assume I could sign up for a feed. I could put a home Gadget Geeks feed in here. Exactly. And then give or that you, to you, iTunes or give that to Stitcher or give some yeah. of those around, right? And that's exactly. the feed that's going to have the ads. Um, kind of put it. You see, I've put five tracks in there so far, so I've loaded a few. Nice, you've, you've I given can it still a, load a, it. a test drive, yeah. Yeah, no, no, uh, since we heard about it, I thought this is what I do as a podcaster. I try it's out great. all the platform, and I try it out by actually using it. So we've been in here on the last couple weeks, and you can see, oh, I missed my album art uh, sure. on this one. That's that's right there. Um, a bit so, of casual branding for us then, fine. So these will play, and uh, mm -hmm. if I pop over to the, and you guys won't hear this, but if I pop over here, let me, and I'm going to hear it. So let me mute that. One of the things I really liked was your player, actually, your web player, because a oh, lot cool. of the web players today, if we look down at the bottom here, you've got advanced 30 or, or go back 30. You've got, mm -hmm. uh, what's cool is I like you have a speed button on your player. Where I'm, I'm glad you like that because yeah. I feel like people who have not listened to podcasts before don't think that that's a, an important feature. But people like yourself, myself, Mike, I guess most of your listeners have been with you for a few years, uh, when you get into podcasts, you realize, especially if someone like I am talking, you realize you could really benefit from going a bit faster, maybe 1.2, 1.5x. Oh, so, no, yeah, for sure. I, I, I listen 1.2 all the time. Mike, do you speed mm. up your podcasts when you're listening? Oh, for sure. 1.5 usually. And oh, it's actually helped me. I listen to my lectures the same way, too, and it gets really? me to my lectures. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. got used to it with podcasting, and now I kind of just I like that high speed. It almost, everything else sounds super slow now. <laughs> Sure, sure. Uh, have you ever um, listened to a podcast a lot at high speed, and then you meet the person in, in the flesh, and you realize, oh, you're dumber than I realized. <laughs> <laughs> or just slower. No, I haven't yeah. had that yet, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah my, my, my app of choice these days is Overcast, because that you know variable speed playback is, is really slick, I think. Uh, so yeah, that's just one of, the, one of the things we have in the web player. So, Mark, if I was going to, so one of the things I really liked, and this is, uh, we, we said in the beginning of the year on Ask the Podcast Coach that 2016 would be the year of the player. That, oh, interesting. You know, there are so many new players that are available 
and for folks. SoundCloud has a new one. Lipson has a new one. Blueberry has a new one. Yeah, all, yeah. We all have these new players coming, but let me applaud you for your players. So um, I haven't gone with, uh, in this case, I haven't been real social with it, so I don't have any followers. I don't have any playlists set. But if sure, I wanted sure. it at this point, if, so say I was going to take I was gonna take you up on your offer, and sure. I actually might do this. I'm thinking about Excellent. taking your feed and mm -hmm. making it the subscription feed to say, hey, if you want to support the podcast, you can subscribe to this feed instead of that one. It's going to play a few ads, but that's a way of supporting the show, right? That would Got be, it. Right? And then, uh, you know, it's kind of the special subscription podcast. I don't know how many people will do that, but it always gets me on and gives me a chance to try it from that standpoint. But if I wanted if, to monitor did okay. that, uh, if, if you did ask uh, users to switch if they liked you, it would be informative to see how many would. Mm -hmm. uh, An easier way to test it would be to just go ahead and switch without requiring listeners to know about it, which is which is very oh, easy sure. to do. Sure, um, except I've been commercial-free for so long. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Commercials start showing up and listeners start saying, you know, hey, what's going on, Jim? So that would be my only hesitation. So one thing, one thing you, could, you could try is and and I'd have to work with you a little bit to make sure it's it's slick for everybody, smooth for everybody, is to say, you know, I'm I'm going to try one ad per episode, um, but if you want to become a paid subscriber, you know, like what's the Radio Lab term, sustaining member sort of thing, yeah, then when you go and refresh feed, All Sound will recognize you and they'll give you the version with no ads. So there's a small tangible perk to listeners for opting into this club, right? So that essentially you are providing two different experiences to listeners, yeah. but all within the one feed and the one presence. Right. So you don't have to say go here if you if you're willing to be spammed by ads, and go here if you prefer not. So I, I would imagine for you, most of your or I would think a lot of the business that you're getting right now is probably coming from more of the radio station, the folks that are creating a lot of content, right? Or are I, you seeing independent I, podcasters coming to? Prediction is hopefully going to be true for late 2016 and probably 2017. But right now, I've spent a lot of time just personally in the trenches asking for very specific feedback from, as I call them, more high-touch independents because their bar is higher for what's acceptable. And, that, and I precisely want that. That's the best kind of feedback as a young company that we can get now, which is for those people who take this very personally and have very stringent standards, if it works for them, then it should scale, rather than coming at it the other way around and saying, well, this you know, ad exec in a radio station who just wants to take a box and tell his boss that they're making money, they th they, th they punted their files over, mm -hmm. and we take this down to the people who, who've been building their brand for 10 years. Um, so actually right now, if you look at the users, I've got a whole bunch of people launching their show, just like trying out All Sound, and people who've, you know, like David Ralph in the UK, who's been going for something like 500 episodes, and is porting his show across to All Sound, but he's absolutely in, in that first category of independent podcasters who, who who really know and care about every single episode and you know, yeah, very involved. And from a user standpoint, any mm -hmm. any charge user listening? No, user uh, podcaster publisher. Sure, sure. Any any costs to me in in doing this? Do I have to? You have an anything? option to uh, pay if you'd like to treat us like you treat. SoundCloud or Lipson, as in back off Mark and All Sound. Oh, I'm gotcha. running my show. I just, you know, I like your player or I like your stats dashboard or I like the transcription. I mean, there's other smaller features that you might get excited about outside of the advertising. 
And so we have some listeners who come and they pay just for the privilege of, you know, publishing with us. Um, if you, you know, if you scroll down and click on any one of your tracks, uh, even on this page, if you click on the details of, of any one of the tracks, you should be able to see things like, is this listener the first time they've heard me, or is this a listener who's heard at least one of my tracks before? Uh, what app is, is this person using? Is it an iPhone? Is it Podcast Addict? Is it on Android? You know, um, we're trying to give, give that extra layer. And one thing you, you spoke about there was the, the web player, that blue by default. If you embed that, and this is something that I think we're unique in offering right now, but I'm sure many, many will copy soon. If you embed that on your uh, averageguy.tv site, people will come and they'll hit play. Some people will listen for 10 seconds. Some people will listen to the whole thing. You can later go back into your stats dashboard and see how far people got in your track before they dropped off. You know, mm -hmm. So what fraction of people actually listen through versus people who got you an extra download, but maybe stopped after 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. I know we see a little bit of that in Stitcher, I think, is that, that good, platform good. tracks some of those as well. Although Stitcher's been struggling a bit. A little bit good to see that you guys are tracking the that data kind of at that It's fun, yeah. So, so uh, back when I, I mentioned before, I used to be a software developer very briefly in California in, in a startup in, in Mountain View. Uh, and my role was to make the game adapt to the player, you know, so... You know, Jim, you log on, it's evening, it's Tuesday evening, and we look at your, and it's the first time you've played this game, right? So we would, not a human in real time, but we, we tune the algorithm to look out for things like your age, your location, and when, you, when you're playing it, so that we'd know what to offer you to do. So if you're playing the game, we might say this person looks like other people who, when they were offered to invite their friends to play the game, click dismiss but when they were offered to buy something in the game to get onto the next level, like a super cool sword to beat the monster and jump through the hoops or something, uh, they purchased no problem. So based on you playing this game, we make the game tailored to you. And then separately, you know, maybe a 15-year-old teenager logs on at 5 p.m. next day, they look like people who have no bother about inviting their friends. So I've come with this background of the more information that we can have about the end user, the more we can use it to personalize their experience and just make it more relevant, right? And I know that uh, if you approach it very kind of transactionally and commercially, uh, if we're in the business of, of selling ads, we want to make sure we know which ads are listened to where and when and not just be guessing, well, the track was downloaded, so hopefully they got to that point where there was an ad. So if, there's a whole bunch of features, you know, transcription included, which we, you know, built for uh, advertising reasons and just happen to have a benefit to the publisher as well, if that makes sense. And so following which part of the track people listen to is one of those which just kind of fell out of the product development process, thinking from a monetization point of view that just yeah. happens to be useful to everybody. So I'm, I'm up on a stats page right now. Uh, this is, we had Zach Fowler on a couple weeks ago. This has been the best producing one I've done here. I tweeted about it, so that's probably why I got the, the 10 or so, you know, it's not double in a regular digits feed. So, hey, yeah. double digits. <laughs> but we're seeing here, you can kind of see it. it I, I probably tweeted this. I bet if I looked at Twitter, I probably tweeted it early on the 15th. And so on the 15th and 16th, it picks up some traffic, and then it kind of levels off as it disappears on Twitter. But this is interesting down below here. Here's the details you're talking about, right? It's got the date and time, uh, what what player it came from here, the OS it's playing on, and then uh, return or new. I assume this is 
return listener and a yeah. new listener. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. So new for you would be someone who's not listened to this track or any other track published by you. And return listener would be someone who maybe you tweeted a different track or they stumbled across all sound organically and then just clicked around and having listened to one of your tracks, listened to some more. So now, I know this guy now in Cork, Ireland. Uh, uh-huh. Here is that you? Are you? Have you? Been oh, uh, probably. Did you, did you Gil- probably guilty. I don't know if, if there's only twelve <laughs> listens and one of them is Cork, Ireland. There's a. I suspicion yeah, that was it's you, right? <laughs> but that's one way to boost figures. Personally, go out and listen to tracks. <laughs> well, I, I I would hope not, but especially ours. But uh, no, so very interesting. And I sorry, I cut you off on that one. Any, you were making a point about the new and return. Um, just as that being an, another informative point for us, because of the exact thought process that a lot of publishers have of, oh my, you know, I did all these actions, I took a Twitter ad, and I appeared on someone's show, and then I tweeted about it, and uh, is it working? Like, where are the listeners coming from? You know, maybe you've had an amazing episode that was shared a bunch, and people hit subscribe, so then your next episode is also well listened to, but it's not because that episode was any good, it's because the previous episode was good. I think it's helpful to know, so, you know, episode 63 was well downloaded. Is that because episode 62 was a blowout success and we got new subscribers who will all appear as return listeners now for 63? Or is it because you tweeted about episode 63 and you've got new people who will appear as new listeners? So this is the sort of thing that we're trying to look out just to equip you to do a better, you know, self-analysis on on what strategies are working or not. Especially, you know, you're all promoting, say, in the Geek Network, if you do a shout-out, does it have an effect or not, you know? Right. Right. There's a big concern in the podcasting world about these stats. And mm-hmm. what what are, what about Twitter bots and what about, you know, people who are gaming the system? Are you guys, how, are you validating the stats in any way? Absolutely. And how, yeah. the others and how you handle that? Uh, so firstly, I think on, on bots, it's good to know that we have, like, multiple layers. It, it's a similar, it's, it's actually a similar problem to solve when you say, how do the financial companies detect fraudulent transactions? You know, uh, one of the Irish companies that just was in the press recently was a company called TrustEv, and they look at something like 40-something different data points, you know, your mouse movement and your IP address and the user agent and, and all that to try to figure out, is this a human or a robot? And there's a lot of learnings that we've taken from what's done the best state-of-the-art in other security and just saying, well, why aren't people not doing this in podcasting? But what, what we do and what others do do, in fairness, is, you know, eliminate bot requests. So if you... Uh, if, if you submit this to a, a crawler and there's just some website that's, you know, c- copying, even, uh, you know, Google bot just, just mining, looking for updates, we'll file those in a draw marked bots and they won't reflect in your dashboard. Uh, and similarly, if you have your web player and somebody's replaying it, they load the page twice, that'll be a duplicate. So we won't double count that listener. You can see in your dashboard which bits of the track they listen to, but even if it's two sessions, we'll match them up. So in terms of web, I think we're very on top of it. In terms of that, the biggest cross-industry kind of cross industry or, or cross-podcast uh, problem that's not yet solved is the disconnect between once a file has been downloaded, you know, if you've subscribed and you say auto-download, once it's been downloaded onto your phone, we don't get great feedback from almost any listening app now. So I don't know, are you the type of person who's, you know, really encouraged listeners to subscribe and has one interesting show in 10 and a bunch of, you know, passive listeners who rarely click play? 
or are most of your listeners hitting play? So we're constantly triangulating, trying to you know overlay overlay extra information yeah. to get it to, to indicate how you know do, one how thing. How do we fix that though? Like I mean, that's every podcast host provider. That's their nightmare, right? These yeah. these files go and they disappear. We never see them again. Do you, you you have any ideas on how that could be fixed? If if you could there's, fix it, how would you fix it? There's two there's there's two ways to fix it. One is proper, and the other is a pathetic hack, but it's of some use. The proper way is to talk to the apps and say, you know, dear Pocket Casts, can you share some information with us? Dear Podcast Addict, dear Overcast, dear Apple iOS Podcasts app, you know every time the thumb hits the screen, you know what they do. We're working in the dark here. How can we share that information? And I think that uh, whether All Sound does it first, or whether there's a general surge in this, I think that we'll gladly all be able to look back in kind of five or ten years and say, remember that day when there was kind of no feedback and no communication. The the, the shift is going more towards the uh, the Spotify esque experience of the person hitting play, being in touch with the, the company who is also feeding. And, and I think some people consider that a privacy concern, although we report a lot more information back off our phones than that. Yeah. When, when, <laughs> yes. when, when we think about that, I think we're going to have to yeah. get over that, uh, that, that concept, right? Because it would be nice to get, and I, and I think for the future of media, it needs to be nice. That needs to yeah. actually happen. We need to have some kind of reporting. Because today, you know, I still think we're, you, you probably know the stats better than I, the download versus stream for the average podcaster. Mm-hmm. I still think we're getting more downloads than we are streamed. That, that's, that's correct. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, there's this big gaping black hole kind of in yeah. in reporting. Uh, and the second leg that I the, the second strategy that we're already doing with All Sound to just build some extra clues about what's happening is that once you get enough data, you can you can look back and try to spot general trends. So if you notice that in this particular podcast episode, every time if if the downloads are only ever coming based immediately after a feed refresh, then you know that it's, they checked the feed and they downloaded it. And if they're very periodic, then they look like automatic feed refreshes. So you can track a feed refresh to a download, and then you can say, we we took time, or we put very diligent show notes out there. And every time you put a link in your show notes with AllSound, it's automatically tracked via link tracker. So if, you know, this iPhone is periodically checking the feed, and when there's a new episode, yeah, it downloads it and never clicking on any of the links. Well, we don't know. It, it could be some, someone who, do, who just drives to work and, ne- and never clicks on links and never needed to interact with their phone. But you can probabilistically apply this sort of thing across a large enough data set to get a sense of how many might be inactive listeners. And if this happens for a while, say, with the uh, podcast app, with Apple's one, it actually automatically stops downloading after a while, right? It says, you seem to not be listening to this. I think three, and then it stops. Yeah, so you can kind of backward calculate and say, oh, excellent, we, we might be getting some contribution on uh, on the chat, live chat as well here. Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, let me, before we ask Rennie's question huh? here, I, so with your model, it may be smart for me to replace my player because sure. today my player is kind of a, it's a, it's a smart player you know it's got some buttons and some things I can go to for downloads and clamor and find audio boo and so, you know audio boom and some of those things but you guys because you're tracking the actual stats of the stream if someone's going to play it off of my website then I, then I would get some advanced stats back that's, right on that's what an they're immediate playing. advantage to you for for sure 
Yeah. Plus, yeah, I get sure. the speed, and, and other players are going that way, right? I mean, we're seeing both in Lipson and in Blueberry's app, we're seeing the play. Pat Flynn's got a new player that does some of those speed functions. So I don't think that's necessarily new. It's yeah. new to a lot of people, although most I'm players sure. are catching up at this point. But it, it might be interesting. Then I could kind of see, actually, if I did it that way, I could kind of see wh- who is listening from the site and get those yeah. stats just directly from the site. It would be a way for me to tell. Um, yeah. yeah, it would be one way to parse it out. And and the other, what what's interesting for me is that, you know, uh, for for most, for almost across all podcasts, the ratio of iOS to Android is pretty constant, unless you have an iOS specific show, Mike, or an Android specific show. And um, but what varies actually quite wildly is how how many of the listeners are web listeners. So generally, it's it's in the single digits of percentages. But then you have a few shows that have very thoughtful show notes and maybe have widgets and, and their whole presence online and they get a lot of people like clicking play during work and you could be above 50%. So I don't know which, which camp you're in, but even if you're in the small, you know, single digit percent listeners on the web, if you let it run for enough time and you realize that certain episodes people just dropped off early, you can do a bit of post-mortem and say, oh, it's because we had, I don't maybe we had the guest introduce themselves and they did a bad job at setting the tone and people just failed. Or I did too too long an intro that time, or that was the one time we did a sponsor, and actually it did make people. Or you can even say if they skipped ahead or replayed, hmm. um, or or at what point do they click share? That's also super interesting to me. So, you know, so there's all this information there. You're right in saying there's there's uh, no shortage of players available, mm-hmm. and most of them. It's hard to know what's the best one because it's all just personal preference. Do you want a big clamor button or a small clamor button? We've had clamor button in since since it was available. Oh, good. Uh, right good now, oh yeah, it was. It, yeah. I mean, they were kind of testing it out with a few players, and because uh, Privates and I used to, we, we never worked together, but we have a, a shared history. If you, if you look at our uh, kind of former yeah. employer, we had him uh, here too. He oh, came fantastic. out and spoke to us. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really and I also really like what they were doing. I told you at the start of this show that I I came into. I want to build better tech, if coming at it from a listener side initially, and then they're focused exclusively on the listener side. So it's beautiful to you know see them succeed. Um, but uh, I'm just saying it's it's kind of personal preference exactly which buttons you want in what order. But the big differentiator between our player and the other players is this tracking of how are the listeners interacting. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna yeah, do it. Gonna, I'm gonna give it a try. Uh, in fact, if you're listening to this on the downloaded version, and most of you do, uh, head out to theaverageguy.tv slash HGG. This will be 255. So head out there. Just look for show 255. Look at the player. Give us your feedback. Give that a shot. I'd love to know what you think of that and uh, leave us a few notes. Um, it, you guys are pretty good about sending me email. So if you want to send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv. I'd love to get some of the feedback uh, when I post the player out there. So Mark will do that. Uh, Mike, uh, your thoughts? I'm I'm hogging the mic, uh, so to speak. But do you, you you have any? You know, as you think about what you do, you're on Squarespace, yeah. so that's even right. This is pretty cool from the standpoint because this is just an embeddable player you could use, right? Oh, completely. Because I've been looking for a good player. I haven't found one yet. I had a SoundCloud up there for a while, but I got tired of having to delete old episodes and stuff like that, so I got rid of that one. Um, And now I just kind of... I Really, the only play button I have is in each post. I don't have, like, a a player or anything like that, really, so it would be nice to have that kind of smart player. But just the overall idea of having someone else that kind of helps manage the ads is exactly probably what I was looking for because I have tried the ad model. I mean, Mm -hmm. anyone who's listened to my show, they know I've done uh, affiliate links is kind of my biggest thing, and you are nailing it on the head where 
the sponsors that you have tying in directly to your show, and then you have odd ones that like don't really mix in. The only ones that have been successful for me that I've even gotten a few clicks on and people actually use the links are mm -hmm. Apple related. You know, Gazelle where they can sell their products back and stuff like yeah. that. Those get stuff. But you know, I did I did Dollar Shave Club for a while. I did some other ones that just really I thought they were cool products and I liked them, but they didn't really work out with my audience. But it, it's, just, it. it's, it's hard to manage all the, all that sort of stuff and all the ads and decide which one you're going to do and stuff like that. So from that side of things, of, of, of Sound helping out and, and really just doing that part for you is huge yeah. because especially like you were talking about, for the individual podcaster, the enthusiast, someone who wants a lot of control on things, but also just simply doesn't have time. I mean, I'm a student, I work, and I podcast, yeah. and there's just not enough time in the world, and I'm, and I'm married, you know, so, so I mean, there's just not enough <laughs> sure, time sure. in the world for all those things. So, so yeah, I really like... I really liked all the stuff I've been hearing. I've just been kind of sitting back, like I love hearing the story too behind it all. So I just like listening great. to the story. It's I great. agree. Yeah, great, Mike. Yeah. Next time you run through that list, make sure you put married at the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I should, I should do that. Just, she, uh, good just, advice. She's right out there. You never know who's listening. <laughs> yeah, um, right. But no, you, I mean, you, you, you've you've summarized it better than than I could do so myself. Um, in particular, because you, if you want your show to be better and, and make more money, and you currently split your time between making the show and, and make, making it make money, it can feel like you're at your best when you're behind the mic or planning or inviting the guest or prepping. And then the rest is a certain specific set of business things you have to do and, and which sponsor should I go to next. And, and that's one reason why I think a lot of people go to the same sponsors because you're kind of looking around and saying, well, what, what are other people doing? I heard Dollar Shave Club on that one. Maybe I should call them. Right. Uh, even though you're not necessarily becoming an expert at selling podcast ads for yourself. It's just like a tax on your time. Right. Maybe if you took that time, made a better show, it grew the listenership, then you'd make more money overall. Yeah. You know? No, it's so, not true. As well, as well as being happier, which is a bonus. Uh, yeah. is, is Squarespace, I was trying to think of it. There's one site, Beautiful Dust Specs, that I think that's a Squarespace uh, website. When the publisher there has just come over to All Sound, trying us out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I know that there's a, a few people who use. Squarespace and it works pretty well. It's Mark just embed code, right? I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm gonna upload the show. You're gonna create an embed for me. I'm gonna grab it. I'm gonna put it on Squarespace. That's I could do that. I may even do that on on our site. Just uh, I'll hide the player and then sure. embed the new player, or maybe put both and just let sure. give people the option if they want to do that. But hey, you had mentioned, and this is a unique thing, so I definitely make sure, mm -hmm. want to make sure we talked about. It. You talked about transcriptions, and that was sure. one of the things I was really surprised. That's the first time I've seen. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Service, and it may not be the only one out there. It's the first time I saw it. Kind of one-click transcriptions. Uh, I can click a button. You're going to go out and do some Google-esque transcriptions, yeah. right? Transcriptions on it. So yes. Yeah. Eighty yeah. percent, right? Eighty, eighty-five percent. Yeah. And, and for the for the listeners who aren't looking, there's there's fingers <laughs> waving in the air here. There's air quotes. Here. Uh, which is appropriate. Yeah. When you say Google-esque-ish percentage accurate, uh, that's appropriate because it's not. A human who, who personally listens diligently and, and rewinds and, and plays it. It's a speech to text transcription engine that gets smarter and smarter as time goes on. And I'm pretty sure that um, a, a lot of personal you know, transcription service providers are aware that the robots are coming and they're getting smarter and, and, and more sophisticated. Uh, and right now, the, the, the solution that we offer, I think it's the most accurate in the world because we use a company. It's not homegrown, it's third party provided. And then we just apply a little bit of podcast-specific logic on top of it to help kind of break it into paragraphs and make it look a bit appropriate on, stay on, on the page uh, and also show you 
the confidence. So if there's a word that the engine says is 99% likely to be correct, it tends to be correct. And then there's other words, maybe a surname like Moriarty, uh, <laughs> where it, 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 it butchers it. But but it'll, it'll be low confidence. So as a reader, you can get a sense of whether or not to uh, to take it too seriously or not. But Dif- there is different a... colors, right? If I remember yeah, correctly, correct. kind of based on, so you can kind of see visually, hey, we're pretty confident about this, we're not as confident about that. So someone could visually go through and make those corrections pretty quick. Precisely, yeah. Oh. So either, either go through and edit, or even just as a reader, to be able to take some words maybe with a pinch of salt. You know, you might want to edit that before you tweet it. Um, so the motivation for this was twofold. Uh, initially it was to make it easier to share. So, you know, you listen to a whole hour-long thing and there's one funny quote in the middle and there's one wise tip. Uh, so he mentioned a site there, what was it? And you remember the phrase around it. it it's so nice to be able to just search for that phrase. Um, and and one thing that's not uh, immediately obvious now is you can't highlight to share a quote, but you can click on a particular word to jump to that point in the show where you can search for a word and then remember, is that where he mentions it or is it later? Um, so from a listener point of view, it's just a cool interface. It's, it's, it's kind of a, a, a novel feature, right? Uh, but the other reason we built it is that we're trying to say we want to know the most information so we can sell the highest value add in every available slot, right? So there's some information we have right now, which is when is the track being downloaded? Hopefully it be either streamed and listened to immediately or downloaded and listened to soon. So maybe if you have your whole back catalog there, you, you upload this episode today, but some people might discover you in six months and hit play. We don't want to be playing a, you know, an outdated ad then, so we'll delay the sale until then. There's other information we have right now, like what city and who, who's the person, what else have they listened to. And if we can also say, well, what are the keywords of this episode and automatically know that sort of information and let, be less dependent on accurate descriptions and titles and tagging by the publisher, take some of that pressure off. If, you, if the publisher does it, great, let's use it. And whether they do it or not, let's also be smart in the 2016 about having a look inside the file and seeing at, you know, at what point in the show are we sticking in this ad. You know, there's some famous cases of, uh, of, of uh, advertisers bidding against keywords and winding up on, a, on maybe a, a, a page where there's like a bad news story and then sponsored by advertiser, just because, you know, of keywords. So you want to be, if if you're going into that world, you want to be very thoughtful about what the context of that ad is, both for the listener, what's their listening history and where are they coming from, and also from the content, what's the tone and so on. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, of course, there's other information that comes on on a longer time scale. But in terms of increasing the immediacy of how much information we know there, transcription is, for for our sake, a, a benefit. Yeah. So no, it's to, interesting. We we have a lot as podcasters. We talk a lot about transcription, and it's yeah. one of those, do you do it? Don't you? Uh, simple podcast player. Even I think Manny built in a trans a hidden transcription section that you could copy and paste your transcription, transcription into, and right. it doesn't show in the show notes, but it's searchable, right? So it's the the crawler Fantastic. will crawl it, but it, you won't show it in the show notes. And well, we know with WordPress, the longer those show notes are per post, the performance of the post goes way down. So if you get a whole bunch of words in your post, it may take several seconds up to maybe 30 seconds for that post to show up sometimes from a, if you're you're trying to open it. So you you get too many words in there, WordPress kind of chokes per post. But 
I found this transcription idea fairly interesting. I had a couple transcribed. I went out and take a, I took a look at them. After oh, you World did? Excellent. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. I, I think even on this one that... Uh, let me see if I can show it here really fast. Let's go back. I have to find it here really quick. Um, let's cover a couple questions while I'm looking for that. C, so I'm assuming it's a CPM model, and what kind of prices are you seeing CPM? And then uh, Lopta asks, how do you guys handle accents? How is that, uh, you know, when it's an English accent? Now, you would say I have an accent, and I would say you have one. So how I, do you I would say that? I have, uh, everybody has an accent. I would say I have a less American accent than you. Um, there are two main accents that the engine can tune itself to. One is UK English, and the other is USA English. So it's going to be in USA by default. So I would bet that it would be more accurate for you than me. And it can it, it it's done all right with with things that I've uploaded with my own voice. It's done better from people who've kind of been radio hosts for longer and have a more international neutral accent. Um, and then if you've got a very thick accent, I mean, if English is not your first right now, we only offer English transcriptions. Uh, if English is not your first accent uh, and it's obvious to the listener, it it'll just do less well. But if you want to know for yourself, the easiest way to do it is you go to All Sound, click Join upload a track for free, there's I think one hour of transcription for free for everybody to just try. So upload a track that's less than an hour um, and once it's finished you can click get transcript and then it'll email you back in like 15 minutes and then you, you'll judge for yourself of whether it was, you know, it's it's a, it's impartial so if it does a bad job it's uh, maybe reflective of how how, how how close you are to the generic, boring TV presenter voice in America or not. Well, we it's up on the big screen now, so oh, Mark, if you click the transcription there, uh, this is pretty easy because I do the show, the opening of the show is the same every time, right? The transcription says, this is the Average Guy Network, and you've found all. That gets a little gray, which kind of, I think, means a lower accuracy. Uh, it took home and translated it as all. But uh, you found all Gadget Geeks, and then it gets a little gray, showed over 250 records in, and then it gets the date, right, on March 17, 2016. And then um, yeah, it gets a little sketchy in there. If you if you take a peek, uh, yes, actually some of these would be kind of funny. Um, it got world-class show notes, right? Um, I think if you just read it without stopping and see oh, it's how funny, funny it is, I think it's best. <laughs> Well, there's it. a word. It has a a a, a q u s s a m. I never would have. Uh, what's what's a quasm? Uh, for all the quasm rockets in the beautiful garden, as for awesome post. So it must be, Mark, that I don't speak very clearly, and that's a great possibility because I'm from California. For home <laughs> gadgets he could ever use or abuse, product updates and conversation. I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, it, I, the, the point is here, Mark, I love the, I love the shot we're taking at this because it's always going to get better, right, as we yeah. think the more we use this, uh, the more it's, this it's is going to yeah, so I like what we're doing here. I mean, I, you know, we look at it and kind of go, well, is it ready, right? Is it going to get it perfect? I mean, we're going to have some people who that's that's really going to bother that. Yeah, it, and it, it should. It, 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 right? should, it should. I mean, it should more than bother you. It should, like, offend you if you plan to use this show notes for, dear listeners, if you're busy, just read, this is exactly what I said. Or, dear judge and jury, here's a transcript of what, what happened on right. this day. Right. Uh, but if you think, if you, if you personally think, like, what do we even discuss in that show? What was important, and then you search for that word. Most of those words will return at least one result because an important word like gadget. In fact, search for gadget or tech or something, um, 
and just see how many times that pops up. Because even if it gets that only 80% of the time, if you say it more than twice, it's probably got it once. And yeah, if you say well, it a bunch of times, it'll see, oh, it's a recurring word. It was um, it was St. Patrick's Day when we did this, and of course I'm we had good. a guy named Michael Murphy on, and so we made great fun of that. And of Super. course that was easy to find. Uh, you know, you go through there because I can say, you know, it's also St. Patrick's Day, and we've got to have a guy named Murphy on when you're celebrating St. Patrick's Day. So, Mike Murphy, welcome. And uh, I think I said welcome to Home Gadget Geeks. Thanks, good to have you here. And and uh, I should say, hey, good to have Irish representation. So it gets that piece in there, right? Nice, nice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, interesting. The other piece I like about this, and there's a player right by it, and so mm -hmm. it takes you to that spot. If you wanted to go back and click on that to hear what was really said, mm -hmm. it would take you right back to the audio, and you could then get that piece and maybe fix it. Uh, yeah, so, so, so you're logged in, uh, uh, so you could fix it. Or if you just wanted to share, you know, that was so funny there where I said that, that witty thing about I'm going to tell the whole world how funny I was. And you go back, you can click uh, play to, to jump the playhead to that point. And then if you go down to the bottom of the page and click uh, tweet, click that share icon, you'll notice that the by default it will let you share exactly from that point. Hmm. And so I if you tweet... Can, I can show this. Okay, hold on. Yeah. I mean, if you want, you could even tweet it now and then anyone who's following could go to your Twitter and see the tweet and it would take them to play from that point. You can see the URL there, they kind of kind of low down, there's the you know, awesome.com yeah, slash da 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 da. Yep, down at the bottom. And the, the time has popped up. So, so you let can, me go. So I, the time. I need to click on actually, so I want to tweet Mike Murphy. I want to tell him, he says I'm very Irish. I grew up in a town of Syracuse, New York. So I'm going to click on Syracuse, right? Is that what I do to... to uh, or click on the play button to the left of Syracuse at uh, 249, oh, I think it is. Okay. It loads to that point. Oh, 240, thereabouts. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Uh, and you and see the URL now in the, in the box has, has updated. Yeah, here, let me... let me. Here, I'll let you guys hear what it sounds like. Very Irish. Hold on. Sure, sure. Syracuse, New York was the town I grew up in, and all Irish and... Um, yes. Awesome. So you're the real deal, right? I mean, we got the real Irish guy on the program. Well, we didn't have the real Irish guy then. We've got the real Irish guy now. Uh, but but that clicked. I, I clicking on that took me right to that spot. And then you're saying sure. if I click the share button right here, yeah, which, which uh, which brings that up. And then I would go. I I've got all the share options down here. This would be great for Clamor, to be honest yeah. with you, because I found that spot that I want to go to. I mean, the start it, point is already populated for you now in Clamor. Right. It's already at that exact And you can see it's bringing it in, cropping it, and putting it in Clamor for me. Yeah. So so basically, with I, I'm conscious that some people are, are just listening and not watching. Um, so with Clamor, you know, you, you click into Clamor, and if you're coming from a, a, a smart player or a player like uh, All Sounds player, then it tells Clamor we're using this track and we'd like to quote this track and then it's up to you to fine-tune that exact 24 seconds or, or less uh, and so what we've done there is you picked with the all sound which start point you wanted then you hit Clamor and then it immediately in Clamor knew that you were starting from that point so now you only have to pick the finish point and if you want the full 24 seconds you don't even have to adjust it at all you're, you're done you can just hit preview or review yeah yeah no cool so, I like it Interesting. It's a little too nerdy, probably for well, no, nothing's, nothing's too nerdy for this group. But, sure, but sure. You know, we've we've gone deep into the podcasting world uh, when we think about 
you know, the opportunities for podcast producers to get all this stuff done. Yeah. But no, that's um, that's very very cool. Or, or if you were to tweet that URL directly, and instead of um, instead of going via another service, uh, a Twitter user would also be taken to start at that point. So you could you know say, hey, everyone, remember that funny quote? Tweet it out, and when you click through from the tweet, you're invited to start from that point if you like. Yeah, no, super super helpful, especially as we try to zero in on some of these. It's hard to know as a podcaster how much detail to give your audience. Yes. Like, yeah, you good know, point. I, you, well, you know your audience better than me, so you, yeah. you can maybe edit yeah. some of them. And I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah. it's it's a tough it's a tough deal. I, I I oftentimes don't know what to give. What you know, because I post the podcast all these different services I mentioned earlier. You know, Mixcloud, SoundCloud, yeah. Audio Boom, Shout Engine, all those things. Um, I just take one tweet from each one of those services to see what kind of traction I would get. Yeah, because they all yeah. have different Twitter cards, and oftentimes the Twitter card makes a difference. If it shows up with yeah. a play button, you may actually get someone to click play on Twitter. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I, I think Twitter and Facebook are going to be huge sources of where people knock in a few listening hours. I mean, already on both, you can have the video player stuck in the corner, right? And I think it'll be just a matter of time before you'll forget that there was not previously a, a automatic stuck in the corner audio player as well. Yeah. You does, know, so does this player work? There is. Uh, this player works within Twitter, but it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't do that docking thing. So you can hit play if it's a quote. You can hit play and begin to listen, but it kind of interrupts the scrolling through the feed. Yeah. What about Facebook? Um, Facebook. If I tried I to embed the player on. No. If if you share, it'll be yeah, it'll be similar. You won't be okay. able to, it, it yeah, you won't be able to leave it docking in the corner. It doesn't dock. Yeah, okay. correct, correct. I think I think that's because with Facebook you can only do that with videos, and we haven't come up with I mean, the simplest workaround would be convert it to a video and have you post the video. Uh, but uh, that's a, a lovely complication we haven't done yet. I prefer to come up with the instant instant articles version with audio directly with Facebook, which I think yeah. is going to be. Uh, Months rather than years away. What um, what do you see in from CPM? We didn't uh, we didn't answer that. Oh sure. So the way we do it based on the audience means that it does depend on your listeners. So for example, Mike's talking about his Apple only podcast. I in my head I'm like, oh, they sound valuable. Uh, let's talk, Mike. Um, <laughs> what we have done in the past is if someone's like, oh, but then that defeats the purpose if it's all hidden. I mean, with YouTube, you don't know when you tick that box how much money you make. But equally, there's no commitment. So that's how they get around. You say, sure, I'll, I'll try it for a week, I'll try it for a month, and if it's going well, I'll leave it, and if not, I won't. That's pretty much the model that we're offering. But if there's anybody who's in a bind and says, well, that actually won't work for me because you know, I'm doing this thing now, I will sell my show, and I, I'm either selling this or I'm giving it to you, and you need some guarantee, we have one-to-one -one set up a bunch of like minimum thresholds, like, sure, well, what's your rough downloads? Cool. Let's guarantee you for like four weeks XCPM. Uh, just so that you have kind of a security blanket, and if we make a loss, so be it. For us, it's a small, a small price to pay for the, you know, the privilege of working with an extra person. Um, so that's kind of not answering the question directly. It's basically saying yeah, that fine. we can we can put a floor on it if 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 it needs to be. Yeah. But uh, CPM is like for for our end, it's a, a fundamental metric of success. How high can we jack it up with every extra data point? Mm-hmm. So you, what you say is you'll work with people too, right? Just, exactly. They're early yeah. enough right now. Someone's serious about doing stuff and they have questions. 
yeah. you're going to work with them, right? Mark at allsound.com. Uh, comes right to me 24 hours a day. And surprisingly, yeah. Mark, real, <laughs> real quick on the tech side, is it just sure. you or you got other folks helping you out? How uh, big is on the, the team? tech side, there's basically two of us. Uh, so uh, overall, there's like, because there's so many different things to do, there's a few people, uh, especially in part time positions, we're fairly global as, as a team distributed. Uh, but I've been the initial guy working on it full time for the longest. So a lot of a lot of these kind of fundamental questions wind up making their way back to me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, they all do, right? You're the boss. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess yeah. <laughs> That's the. It, yeah. when it's that small. Uh, yes, it, yeah. it which which I love. I mean, you, I know you say you you get a lot of small and growing businesses on your show. Um, that's something I just listened to some of your guests. I think we have in common that you can be close enough that okay. So now the number of publishers has scaled so that I don't get to know every single show and every single I can't listen to them all I, I wasn't aware of how much you'd actually tried it out already but it is still small enough that I get to at least see most people who sign up and if anybody does talk to me the question comes to me it's not you know filtered out several layers below or anything like that yeah so okay. that, I love that no, we love this story. By the way, it's just something oh, super. we kind of we kind of uh, gravitate towards. As we've had, you know, we we've had guy the guys from Bitlit, which now became Shelfie, and they, you know they're they're trying to c yeah, take yeah. pictures of the spines of books, and then they sell the yeah. digital copies, uh, yeah. which, which Peter is so cool. awesome at that, right? And we yeah. So we love we love that story. You fit in perfectly. Before we let you go, though, let's talk a little bit of pricing because I think this is kind of sure, important. Sure. When we think. You mentioned the free plan. You can go out and try it. You get an hour of transcriptions. You can upload a total of a hundred hours. But it's actually quite that's quite generous when we think about uh, you know podcasting a hundred you know a hundred hours is yeah. a lot of time. So I I think uh, you you're saying it's generous because you're comparing it to other podcast hosts. Yeah. But just pause and just think how many gigabytes you get for free from like Dropbox, well, and how many true. how many hours of video you can upload to YouTube for free. And it's a hell of a lot easier to serve audio. I know because I see all of the bills go out. It's, it's much cheaper to to especially for a lot of shows where the downloads aren't even that high. So the storage or the bandwidth for most publishers is really not that much. I mean, it might be if you did it yourself because you can't optimize. But we've you know global CDM. We're making the most efficient way of doing it. Um, so thank you for making it sound generous. But I would say expect nothing less from us and from many others soon. I think that the trend has to be that the storage of bandwidth becomes a commodity and the money is coming from listeners or the money is coming from advertisers and you don't try to get another few bucks off the podcaster. So yeah, basically, that, I mean, that's just for starters. We have yeah, and then you you have a five dollar plan that uh, takes three hundred hours, three hours of transcriptions, and then some cross promotional opportunities. How is that? When you say cross promotional opportunities, what does that mean? Perfect question. Uh, so basically, an ad is somebody pays you for the privilege of taking 30 seconds of your podcast or 60 seconds and getting their message to, to your audience. And cross-promo is pretty much what you do within the Geeks Network, um, where you say, I'm going to take a bit of time out to promote them if they take a bit of time out to promote me. So maybe a one-for-one -one swap. So it's ideal if you have an audience that is a much bigger or smaller size than someone else you want to cross promote with and you say mark like i want to you know cross promote with that show b i'm going to let sarah 30 second thing play in my show i want my 30 second thing to play in her show but to make it fair can you make sure that the number of plays is the same so if you've the small audience her thing will play in all of your downloads 
and if she's a big audience, your recording will play in the first so many downloads to balance on a one-for-one you know, exchange, cross-promoting each other's shows in a, in a one-for-one fairway. Without, it's kind of like an ad where no money changes hand because both ads are for podcasts. You know? Yeah, and podcasters are doing this informally today. Exactly. We're doing it via Facebook and some of exactly. those other things, right? We're, 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 and you're, you're just kind of being a broker to kind of make those things happen. Is that, is that precisely? That especially if, if either there's two kind of ways we can be helpful. One is if you don't know which shows to promote in, or you have a bit of capacity and you're looking for, looking for this opportunity and you don't have the Facebook contact right now. Or secondly, if you do, but you have this awkward audience mis, mismatching, and you think, yeah, you know, if I've only a hundred listens. Uh, the person with a thousand or two thousand isn't listening to me right now. Is there any way you can make it fair? You know? Yeah. Well, and you know, you you have a good point here in cross promotion because podcasts come and go so fast. Uh, if you actually advertise on somebody else's podcast, chances are that one's going to close soon. <laughs> make them yeah. over to you. So that may not be a bad strategy, actually, for for those to kind of scoop up uh, some of those listeners, right? Scoop up the the charge, uh, sure, sure. Just thinking about it, your unlimited plan is comes in at forty bucks, and uh, that's kind of unlimited uploads, a bunch of hours, six hours of transcriptions, and then I'm assuming this is where all the analytics and the search engine optimization kind of kicks in for most people. Yeah, I, th- that- I think so. We're actually going through a, an internal discussion here about simplifying the pricing. Basically, we charge for two things. One is kind of keeping the lights on for uploading audio and having unlimited bandwidth. And the second is for transcription. And transcription is the cost center, like per hour of transcription. That That's what it really costs. And so if you go online today, and today is early April 2016, you'll see a $5 plan and a $39 plan. Basically, the only difference is you get loads of transcription credits for free in that higher plan. But I a lot of feedback that we've got recently is, I don't want any transcription. I just want like a five-ish, ten-dollar plan, and you you back off and leave me run my own ads. Or feedback like, what if I need seven hours or nine hours? Why don't you just make it pay as you go? So I think that's what we'll do. So if you do like the idea of uh, hosting for five dollars, you should probably sign up soon because I think we're going to have one paid plan that'll be like ten dollars, and then transcription as pay as you go on top. Okay, and, and that's, uh, it's free either if you're new and you want the small allowance, or if you're if you're letting us sell ads in your show, then we want to incentivize us, you know, as a team to make money from you. And it doesn't make sense to also charge you, you know, right. a, a, a few pints a month for. <laughs> so, so does that what it means when you say a partner? Um, is, is that what you're intending there? Is in other words, hey, I'm going to turn my ads over to you. You guys sell and make as much as you can. I'm going to make a little bit off of it, but. Is that what you mean? Is that what a partner is? Exactly, and hopefully we make a little bit off it, and you make as much as we can. Okay. <laughs> uh, in, in terms of the ratio, you know, I, I don't think it's necessary to take more than 20% uh, of the ad ad revenue. Um, so there's two flavors of partner. One is also get involved in selling ads, Just do them well, and with commission you can make some money. Therefore, I'm not paying you for hosting, so it's free. Yeah. And the second flavor is, oh, cool, I can sell content to listeners. So allsound.com/sell. And again, if we're charging a transaction fee, it, it doesn't sit right with me to also charge a, a monthly fee. So if we're making money from your ads or we're making money from your sales, then we're not also going to charge you any other recurring charge. Yeah. Whereas if you just want to use us as the next kind of Libsyn replacement and we're not involved, then 
we don't want to make a loss on too many customers. Yeah. Right. So. Well, Mark, I think, you know, if we think about the Lipson and the Blueberry crowd, this is a pretty, I mean, this is a kind of a little bit of a departure from that idea of self-hosting, media mm-hmm. hosting, and then you control all the ads. I mean, you guys, this is really, put it on your platform. We're going to partner with you at the ads. We're going to try and make this a great service. We're going to do some transcription pieces. We're going to be responsible for the SEO to make sure it's getting found. I do like the fact, I like the commission, I like the partner idea because you're incented to make it great. That's it. That's it. So, you know, so that's why all all the motivations point in the same direction then. Yeah, I want your content to be found. Yeah. And I don't want you to Twitter bomb, so I want to make sure that I, because I'm talking to advertisers, and I want to present them with this one dashboard where every listen counts. So it's in my interest to have, you know, the most accurate stats out there. And if it's a web listen and they don't get to that point, I want to know. And so there's a whole bunch of stuff that I, I become twice as motivated to solve because the whole company reputation is on the line, not just, oh, we could charge a few bucks extra if we had this feature, you know. It's fundamentally important to get all of this right now. So yeah, it's, uh, I think that that partner tier is um, for now. It's 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 probably the smallest bit of the company. It's because it's very high touch, and we are very involved with everybody who signs up. Uh, whereas the self serve sign up for free, like like you did, uh, it's kind of just trickles in every day. I don't know, like since the start of the call, exactly who signed up and log in <laughs> after. Um, but I think as we go through the next couple of years, uh, what what excites me most is that opportunity in the partner tier and to prove to other people like what's possible, whether you wind up using all sound or not. Just if you're podcasting in twenty seventeen, that you do so knowing that you can make sure that you maybe approach two sponsors, one for USA and one for non USA, or you know, give your new listeners this please subscribe, rate and review message and people who've been with you four years, you spare them that please subscribe message. Because you can recognize that it's the return that listener. You know, this this sort that of that would be interesting. That would be interesting. Yeah. To say thanks, sir. Well, it's interesting when you say that. To me, um, you know, I've got, I have, I do pre-roll. I just do the same pre-roll written written off of uh, show notes that I do every. Mm -hmm. I do the same thing every single week, and and I could. I mean, that could be encapsulated in 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 an ad space, so to speak, right? Or or a roll space is probably the best. Yeah, a a unit, and it's like new people get this unit and. Return listeners are get get nothing. They're spared, or they get an alternative. They just jump right in. That would be valuable, I think. A lot of our listeners would say, "Yeah, I just want to, you know, I don't hear I hear Jim say the same (laughs) thing week, and they still listen for some reason. I don't know why, but they do. But Mike, what do you think? I mean, you've been doing it. You do it a lot, like me. Throw some of that stuff in as a role, and then just based on how long people listen, maybe you start kicking that stuff out. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, and that was part of my survey. That's why I kind of survey my audience to see like what they think of those different parts of the show. You know, is the is the intro too long? I didn't put it in this mm. year, but I put it in, in years in the past, and just to kind of see like what kind of parts of those shows would they be willing to kind of get rid of or change or, or throw an ad in or do something like that. Good, good, yeah. Mark, anything else? Lines, Say that again. Sorry. We're, 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 I think we're. It's no coincidence that we're thinking on the same lines. I've chatted to tens and tens of podcasters now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's good to hear it from you guys in particular. Do you get many podcast requests? Have you been on a bunch of podcasts as you're you're trying to get this thing out there? I've, I've been on a few podcasts. I try to keep my head down uh, to avoid either repeating my same pitch. <laughs> um, what were the last ones I was on? Matthew Passy is a great one. The Pod Up podcast. Um, I might be on Nicole Holland's podcast soon. I think she Good. sent me the, the schedule link. 
um, yeah, I enjoy it. It's it's good to because I because I'm not publishing any of my own podcasts now because I'm involved with helping other people publish theirs. It's right. nice to at least uh, have, have guest appearances without having to worry yeah. about the. I do think you guys should. I think every company should have its own podcast, and I think you guys should have a behind yeah, the scenes yeah. once a month. Here's an update. That's not just a release notes, but that is a opportunity to interact with your customers. And, yeah, and I mean, I, I really do. It's one of those kind. Of, we we have three, and we'll have four podcasts at Gallup that I've launched, and we're having great success with them. Good. connecting to customers, right? And Good. we, I have this this group of rabid, and I use that lovingly, yeah. strength coaches in this one community, and between Facebook and our Yammer group and podcasts, I get daily feedback on stuff I've said or stuff that was said or you know along those podcasting lines and Brilliant. it's a great way for us to keep that that the, the to keep the verbiage to keep the words consistent across our customers how do we for us it's important they're saying certain things and they're saying them the right way how do you do that you model it and you say that in the podcast and you have them listen to it and then they hear it and they begin yeah. to repeat back what you uh, said brilliant. Yeah, so I always say, I've been. Uh, in fact, we use Spreaker. Uh, we mentioned that they're kind of our live service provider, and we've got. I've got a great yeah. deal over at Spreaker, but we stream live through them and have used them for their for their um, their app. But um, for the longest time uh, with with Spreaker, I said, why don't you guys have a podcast? I mean, you're a podcast platform. <laughs> Rob Greenlee changed that, and now he's sure. podcasting every week. But even Rob was trying to do an interview show of podcasters, and I said, to, Rob, talk about the technology. That's the coolest part. Tell yeah. me how. I mean, we got pretty yeah. in-depth into, as you were talking about the search engine, as you were talking about the transcription, as we kind of talked through that stuff. You got kind of in the nuts the nuts and bolts of what we're trying to do and I think that's what publishers want like I I kind of want to know I tell you using Amazon or Azure are you how are you hosting these what's the bandwidth you know are you using CDNs you don't have to answer any of those but sure, sure. You know, it's maybe we'll have you back on and you can walk us through uh, we could uh, we could do a tech architecture hour yeah yeah because yeah, I bet it's super complicated right to get it all done um I think what's complicated is the number of different services that we use. So it's not all, you know, clever people writing code. It's using the best of what's out there. Right. You know, so I mean, there are teams across universities across the world doing transcription, and that is not a problem I feel like competing with. So kind of looking around and saying who's who's who recently won an award for being the most accurate, and is that affordable? And if so, let's plug it in. Then the complication is just making sure it plugs in nicely and elegantly. So using, you know, we use Compose uh, for, for much of our database. And there you have a lovely interface and, and things you can do there. Um, we use Intercom. I should shout out to Intercom for the, for the chat. If you if you jump on the .com and start a chat, whoever's recently been online can chat back with you live. Intercom is a beautiful company, you know, IP out of Dublin. So it's nice kind of supporting another, another Irish company too. Yeah. Um, but, rather, I mean, initially there was another... Uh, uh, feedback chat widget, and there, there's some other alternatives to feedback via on the website or, or Twitter. But to use an intercom widget means that I feel very comfortable that we have great live chat. And the only complication is, in fairness, that's not even a complication putting it in. Uh, similarly, with with some of the analytics, it's using the best of what's out there. So I think is it complicated? Only because it's kind of a jigsaw of a lot of different parts working working together to to create a in, in total a lot of options. You don't have to use them all. Yeah, and that's the only complication. Well, it allows I see. you to be yeah. global. Allows you to be to, to, 
dispersed all around the world and consume these services. And the hardest part is people being awake at the same time to have that communication that's so important. Email only goes so far. You guys know that. Sure. And, uh, I also so noticed that um, we get a lot of emails on different topics, but when we have the same conversation in another channel, it tends to just be more productive. Like like you email me, hey Mark, you know, interested in the in the advertising option. I'll do my best to give you a, a concise reply with enough detail. But chances are you'll get it and feel like, okay, will I reply to him or not? And how do I get all my questions into this one email? Whereas if you have the same conversation by the phone, very often I'll just say someone, P.S. If I can call you or you can call me, or if not, your instant messaging, be it on Facebook or Intercom or something, people will ask and they say, oh, this might be a stupid question, but like. Do I do this? And okay, cool. And do my feed? And by feed, you mean this? And it's you know, it's it's more like real life where you can suddenly realize, oh, actually, I had five more questions I I wouldn't have thought of if it were an email. And if an email takes a day or two before the conversation is finished, that just doesn't feel exciting. You don't feel loved either, no matter how carefully someone replies to your email. It, it just feels very you know anonymous and stale, right? Yeah. So yeah. No, that's good. Well, I, you know, I, I, um, I, we were going to ask you about your gadgets, but we're low on time. I'd rather have talked about podcasting than talk about sure, gadgets. Sure, sure. We'll have to have you back on another time just to go through the gadgets. And, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, we always, we always say that. If I asked you to come back on for an update in six months, seven, eight, nine months, would you come back on and kind of give us an update on Awesound? And, oh, I'd love to. There'll be, be a lot on. of excite, excitement to report even in, even in six months. Yeah, we've got a handful of these that we follow, and it's just kind of Good. fun to invite them back on and see how things are going and get some update on that and follow them in the community. I think, you know, it's interesting. Um, I'll talk to Dave Saturday morning. We'll do a podcast. Oh, super. Every yeah. Saturday morning, 9.30, Ask the Podcast Coach live. We're on we're on Blab, and so people come in and ask questions. But I, I we're going to promote this. I'll promote this out to Dave and uh, and and get some of our podcast audience to come pick this up. And oh, that'd be super. It's a really good hour. I You know, my, my audience will appreciate this because they they listen to the they've listened to the show for a long yeah, time. Yeah. The podcast this is really a podcast centric when we think about it. Not a lot of my listeners are necessarily going to start podcasting and jump on. Sure, here. I should apologize to listeners who 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 hoped they'd find you know, like tips for cute Bluetooth detectors no, and no, they're good. And now I'm suddenly good. talking about the interface of my my company and my private so we like that though. We, we like to hear the inside story of what it takes and hear it from the founder. And oh, we had um, we had Jamie Smirnoff, the the uh, no, yeah, from the the inventor at Ring.com on. Nice, really, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I contacted him before a little before they kind of went on a rocket. And, yeah, and well, they, they uh, were like, "Have you heard of them?" And then suddenly, poof, have you have you not used them recently? Yeah. yeah. In fact, yeah. my first Siminoff podcast is his last name. Jamie Siminoff is his last Fantastic. name. I think the first podcast that that I was on as a guest was done via Ringer mm. because of the. No, that's this is Ring. This is the front door, the doorbell. Uh, oh, the, the Ringer is the, the Ringer the, app for the podcast for... Ringer app. Yeah. Sorry, clearly I'm in podcasting world, and your <laughs> yeah. your your attempt to pull me out has failed, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me a, you gave me an hour. That's nah, all good. It's all good. We uh, we should interview the guy at Ringer too. But that's been another interesting technology, and and uh, you you don't have to answer this. But have you thought about going into the live space at all, as far as live broadcasting? Uh, yes, in 2018. Okay, oh, <laughs> it's on your roadmap. Uh, yeah, I think that um, for 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 me, what's exciting about recorded is that 
you can listen on your own time and it's on demand and it suits people like me who, who used to travel a lot for, for work and people who commute and they want to, to play with their own schedule without having to tune into someone else's production schedule. And the second thing that's super exciting about Recorded is that things can go viral. So uh, a live you know, video is only going to be well-viewed if it's the Super Bowl or you know, the, the, the big presidential debate or, or some event that was drummed up with a great marketing. Whereas with recorded videos, if it's good, people will share it and share it and share it. And randomly, this video of a dog gets you know, 10 million views on Facebook. And I don't see enough, outside of you know, the, the massive successes like Serial and so on, I don't see enough homegrown audio talent recordings going viral. Mm -hmm. And until that happens more, I'm going to just stay focused on, on the recorded. Yeah. Because I feel like discovery and sharing is the same problem. You share and I'll discover. And that's a little bit clunky right now. Um, and so for me, that's a more exciting problem to fix. Yeah. Especially as, as someone who lives in multiple time zones and, and sleeps and stuff, I don't, I don't want to uh, spend too much of my time forcing people to go on other schedules. I think the, the benefit of live and live chat is, is fantastic. But um, the, the all-sound company focus will be on recorded for, for, for the definite the, the short term, I think. Yeah, I like it. I think it's where the... Uh, we, I, you're saying that's where the audience is, and most mm -hmm. of us certainly our live listeners are faithful, and they're here every week, and they look, they ping me early in the afternoon. Hey, you doing a show today? And yeah, you know, we yeah. we have a very very loyal mic. I think you'd say the same thing with open mic now. You have a very very loyal audience uh, when you do that. But however, 99% of the the rest of the audience is listening to this after the fact, either on video or audio, and so sure. you're right. I think you're right to focus on that. By the way, you know, Clamor is trying to fix this problem with with viral sharing. Yeah. So we've got some we've got some work to do. Yeah. We're partners with Clamor as well, and I spend a lot of time trying to get my stuff on Clamor, and we've been testing some things out, and some stuff does better than others, and the numbers are still pretty small. So we've got a ways mm -hmm. to go, but it's uh, it's it's a good time to be in podcasting. I think yeah. you picked the right uh, you you picked the right time. Dude, I, I like – it's helpful to kind of stay focused too because, I mean, I love what Clamor are doing and I feel like they are good for everybody and they're good for the industry. And in particular, one of the reasons I love Clamor is that we got quite deep in podcasting today and on Saturday we get deep in podcasting again. But there's a very uh, – there's, there's a huge temptation to look inward and at each other. At who's your sponsor and what are you doing? And who are your listeners? Oh, if I can get into new and noteworthy, then I might be even more exposed amongst the podcast listeners. But most people still don't listen to podcasts a lot. You know, it's the, it's the one that splits the crowd. You go to a dinner party and you say, who listens to podcasts? And only a few people will put up their hand. But they'll be super excited. Oh, I listen to 10. Like the average is something like four or five shows per week amongst podcast listeners. 50 million Americans listen to podcasts. Yeah. So there's that like close crowd. But for me, what's exciting is what? Like 250 million people don't. And they do have cars, and they do have smartphones. So how can we get them to listen? And Clamor is helping solve that problem. Because your listener, or you Clamor it, and then it's on Twitter, and then it's, it makes it accessible. Right. And the second or third time you come across it, you might accidentally become a, a podcast listener. Yeah. That's what I really like. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like we're all pushing pushing in the right direction in, in, in quite different ways for now. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Very yeah. cool. Mark, thanks for staying up uh, till 2 a.m. to be a Pleasure. part of our podcast. Uh, like I said, we'll talk about this interview in depth on Saturday morning. If you are hanging around Saturday afternoon for you, askthepodcastcoach.com. Great stuff. The live. Is open. That's a call-in. If you want to jump in and, and, uh, and just introduce yourself in there to that community, 
and you're around, then we can kind of point yeah, it back to the podcast. That, that show is really designed for podcasting questions, but it would be fun to maybe have you jump in. 9.30 Central or 10.30 Eastern, whatever that relates to, I think it's what, 6 plus 6 for you or something like that, maybe? Plus 6 on Central, I think. Yeah, that should be yeah. doable. I don't so know much of a life, can, so that's if fine. You can, yeah. if you can join us Saturday afternoon. Pop in where I'm blab. Sweet. And, uh, pop in and just uh, say hi, and we'll talk a little bit about the interview. Point folks back to this interview a little bit and say, because we talked for an hour, and there's a lot yeah. of material in here. And, Absolutely. Uh, and Absolutely. I appreciate you coming on. Mike and I are going to chat for a few extra minutes. We'll send you off to bed. Great. And, uh, I'll, I'll go on mute. And, and, uh... With that, say thanks for coming on. Great to meet you. Thanks for coming on. Well, I'm, you've given me some ideas. I'm going to spend this weekend uh, maybe trying to figure out how to embed that player and, uh, cool. and see if I should dive Hopefully a little bit deeper oh, into Awesome. sound. <laughs> Great stuff. All right. All right. Thank you, Jim. Thank All you, right, Mike. Mark. Thank you, Mark. Nice meeting you. I was going to thank the listeners, but I should just really apologize to listeners for. Uh, hope you listen to this at 1.5x, so I didn't waste a whole hour talking about podcasting. But uh, if you no, if you do cool. it, just yeah, maybe see one else. Out. Take care, everyone. Very cool. Bye. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Yeah. You see ya. Take care. Bye. -bye. Take care. It uh, as Mark said, uh, you know, it, it we we did cover the hour on podcasting, and and um, so. Let's see if we can get Mark disconnected here. Mark, go ahead and yeah, go ahead and drop off if you if you want to. Perfect. Um, but uh, you know, uh, Mike, I think uh, some some good at least for me. I hope I, I'll probably get some you know interesting feedback. But for me, what do you think? What do you take away, Mike, as you think about uh, anything there you're you're interested to jump on? I just I just like the overall idea of these sort of things. He was so right when he talked about YouTube, the easy button that just clicks and all of a sudden it's monetized. It's my favorite part about YouTube. I throw stuff up there, and and it's just easy. It's quick, and so having that sort of help, it's again, it's one of those tasks that we just don't have time for as a podcaster, as a hobbyist, um, but it would be nice to be able to pay at least the podcasting bills with the podcast, and so any any sort of help like that and the tailoring and the transcription and all of that stuff was just was good to hear, and I, I like the transcription. I know that we, you know, it wasn't like, fully accurate, but it still helps. It's better than anything I had before. You know, I'm certainly not going to sit there and listen and transcribe and stuff right. like that, but just to have those reference points if you ever wanted to reference any sort yeah. of part of that. You and know. you can kind of get it out of YouTube, but that's terrible too, and it's not in a format, it's not in a play format like you get on Awesound. Right. I mean, I would be more inclined to upload if I was going to try and get at least a close transcript. Now, I would be more inclined to come to Awesound, upload it, let them transcribe it. If the totally. transcription price is reasonable when they start charging for it, then hey, that's that by itself can be inexpensive. You know, even a fiver uh, for an hour-long podcast that can be a little chunk of change if you need to get yeah. it transcribed. If if it's an engine that's getting better, man, that could be that's something I want to watch. And and I'm super interested, like in you know thinking like how do I like I said like I mentioned earlier of having a sponsored feed. In other words, keep the free feed because right. I've got a whole bunch of listeners. I, I don't I'm not going to change on them all of a sudden start delivering, you know, ads in there. But might be interesting, you know, we talk about at the end of the show, hey, Amazon and the Average Guy Tech Scholarship Fund, blah blah blah. If you'd like to join our sponsored feed, you're going to get an ad or two, maybe pre and post. Uh, you know, head over to this link and subscribe to it from there. Um, I don't know. I wonder how many uh, listeners. Well, one, let me ask you, listeners, if you've gotten this far in the audio, chances are you're ten percent. You're our most ten percent uh, engaged listeners <laughs> that we have, right? You've made it an hour 
uh, at least, maybe a little bit more. I think an hour and 15 minutes, you've made it this far in the podcast. It was all about podcasting, and you're still listening. So if that's the case, I'd love to hear from you. Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv, let me know. Would you subscribe as a listener to a advertised feed, knowing there's going to be a few advertisements in it, but it supports the podcast? I would. I mean, as a listener, if someone offered me that option, it's just like using the you know the Amazon affiliate code, just a little bit you know one what's a little bit harder than that. you got to listen to some ads, but if it's going to support it, and if I don't have to do anything besides listen to an ad, and surprisingly, a lot of the services I use right now are because I've heard advertisements on podcasts and I've used them. You know, Squarespace was a long time ago I first heard them. Uh, Harry's, I use Harry's for all my shave equipment. Love heard them Harry's. on a podcast. Audible, Love heard it. about them on a podcast. Me too. I, love, I mean, all these services, Gazelle, yeah. uh, Tunnel Bear. I mean, I'm just trying to think of all the stuff I've used. They've been recommendations or advertisements, however you talk about them. So I wouldn't mind. I'd, I'd sign up. I'd actually think it was like a little bit of a perk if they were good and tailored, like he said, and that's what they try and focus on is, you know, tailoring those to actually being applicable to the to the audience. So yeah, I would totally sign yeah, up. Yeah, it's worth a try. I think um, we're getting a little feedback from the chat room. Mark, uh, both Mark and Loftus said they'd do it. Loftus says as long as the ads aren't, you know, horrendous. Yeah. Uh, or hideous. The, um, you know, and, and yeah, I think that's, that's a consideration that goes into it is that, you know, yeah, you need to have appropriate ads. But it's interesting to give that option to say, look, I've got a free podcast. If you want to support what we're doing here and to pay the bills uh, to help us do with this, we've got another link here. This is, you know, you go, you try, you, you try to make that easy to subscribe to. Right. And, and maybe the best, um, you know, the best ones come. And I love that idea of what would be awesome is to segment the podcast like he's saying where I have that opening bit, and for the most part, that provides no value. It's really a minute and a half of stuff I say every time. If I could take that minute and a half out and put one 30-second ad in and then start the podcast, that would be way more efficient if I could yeah. somehow mark that for people so that it's the first time you get there, you hear it, but after maybe after 50 times, it drops off. And you just yeah. don't even hear that stuff anymore. Well, the one thing I forgot to ask him what I, that was interested on is what form... Okay, so when they add in their advertisements and they kick it back out, wh what level of quality are they kicking it back out as? Like the export? Are they keeping whatever we set when we sent them the MP3? Kind of how are they encoding it? What's kind of the... What's the output of that final file? Because I'm guessing they have to tack it in and then re-export it out on their end. Right? I mean, yeah, that be... I, think, I think so. I need to look into... Well, I've, I've posted some files out there. And if you go to awesound.com, let me... Have you actually like, download one of them and look at how... Uh, I have not. The... No, I have not done that. Let me let me take a look at them uh, real quick here. Or even to see what if, the file size changed to. Um, yeah, let me let me really... Let me look. I'll look in the details of it. Let's see if I get any... I don't know. You know what? Uh, maybe um, that will be something we can cover on Ask the Podcast Coach on Saturday because Dave yeah, that, will want to ask him about 301 Redirect. It's a Dave question. It's a total Dave yeah, question. All those. I don't worry about that too much unless it degrades it. Like on Stitcher, it really degrades it. And um, and so I don't worry about that as much, but but uh, they move, those might be yeah. some good. It'll be interesting to see. I, I'd like... See, the reason I like getting like guys like that is you kind of get to hear the backstory. So, you know, you you like... Yeah. You like the story of it, you like everything like that, but it'll be interesting to see where this market goes when you think of, you know, Awesound, Cast.Market, all these sort of things that are trying to get into this advertising space. And like you guys mentioned on Ask the Podcast Coach, there's there's a few of them kind of out there right now that are that are just starting up. To, so to kind of see where people kind of end up going to, 
Yeah. Is, is interesting. Well, they don't change the file name. We can we can okay. put this to bed. Okay, there we go. They don't change the file name. It doesn't look like they changed the file size because it's 74 megs, and that was a long show, and that's about right Okay. Uh, for what I do about it. You know, it's about 60 megs an hour, and so 74 megs comes out to be about an hour and 20 minutes, which is about that what that show was. with the 80, It was 81 minutes when we had Brian on. That's the show I'm downloading right now, and it downloaded like that. But it's uh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. No, some some right. it's the guys say, you know, hey, they could always if they don't like the ad, they could always just thirty seconds past it. And there is a thirty second um in the player, on the web player, there is a thirty second um you know, fast forward as well. And right. so it's and even um, on the podcast app there's those yeah. fast forward buttons and I'd be interested in, in And I've I've it, done so. those in the past and you know they kind of talk about it on let's say like Mac Geek Gab. They have sponsors and they tell you, here's our sponsor slot and they start to go into it. And if it's someone I've heard before, I've Fast forward usually because I've already bought the service. Right. But you know, even yeah. even so, you have the option as the listener. You're going to hear it or or not. You know what I'm finding though? They're making the 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 ad industry is really changing to be more entertainment, less advertising, and more entertainment. And so some of the ads, I'm catching myself just before I you know skip past them. I go, oh wait a minute, maybe, maybe I don't want to watch this one. Yeah. You know, and and so I think they're catching on to that, and that's up the any you know it's up the ball. Oh yeah, I watch bit. more and more ads on YouTube than I ever did before because of that fact right there. Yeah. The entertainment yeah. factor. No. Right on. Well, well. Again, we'll thank Mark for coming on. A very interesting, at least from our end, podcast. We hope you found it uh, interesting as well. And remember, if you'd let me know, Jim at theaverageguy.tv, uh, if you'd be interested, would you listen to an ad based? If you knew the ads were coming and it was a separate feed, would you listen to that to support the podcast? Jim at theaverageguy.tv. Just let me know. And uh, a couple of you, I asked you why you listen, and I got some really good feedback from you guys. You caught me both on Facebook. And through email, and it's always nice, Mike. It is nice to get that survey information back. And uh, no big uh, changes for me. Everybody kind of listens for the community. That's kind of they come. What do they say? Come for the tech, stay for the community. So that is the that's kind of the uh, the thought going forward. Here we got a great community that surrounds uh, this network as well as what Mike's doing at 2980, as well as what Dave's doing over at Home Server Show, Surface Geeks, and in that community, and everything we got going on at the Geeks Network. Uh, we appreciate your support as well. We'll remind you, or we'll thank you. We'll thank uh, Roger over at WLM Radio for broadcasting us live, Terrestrial Radio at, in Grafton, West Virginia. Again, I'm waiting for an email from somebody from Grafton. It might get a T-shirt, Mike. I'm thinking <laughs> if I, I, might, I might have an average guy T-shirt if somebody sends me a note from Grafton, West Virginia. I'd have to make it. But we would have an average guy T-shirt. Or if you listen, I think the main their main source is WLMRadio.com. Yeah. So either, if they listen to the dot com or whatever. You have to send me a postcard postmarked from Grafton, West Virginia. There you go. And let me know. <laughs> no. So anyways, thanks, Roger, for uh, the work that you do out there. The Average Guy TV platform, of course, both web and media hosting powered by Maple Grove Partners. That is my media host provider. provider and, uh, and we push all our files out through them. So if you're downloading this podcast, it's coming from... Maple Grove Partners and uh, get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people you know and trust. For more information, visit maplegrovepartners.com. I mentioned the Amazon link a little bit earlier, but thanks for uh, supporting us, theaverageguy.tv slash Amazon. And, of course, you can catch this podcast with the app I mentioned early in the show from Spreaker. Of course, we want to thank LastPass for their sponsorship, and we'll be touching base with them again as we get uh, later into the summer. But uh, get that mobile app downloaded if you want to listen to us live. I know not many of you do, but you know what, Mike? I get 9 or 10 every week listening on the live app. So, you see, and it yeah. makes it worth it. For those people, that's how they're getting that live yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. 
no, I, it, it works. And if if it's nine or ten, I think if it's three, I'd still do it. It's a, it's a pretty good investment, and so we like as well. Mike and I are out here every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, at theaveragegeguy.tv. Very long show. Thanks for listening. With that, uh, we'll say goodnight, everybody.